It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cincinnati Bengals heading to the Super Bowl. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. We are the Locked On Bengals podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen covering the Cincinnati Bengals every day. Your team on the Locked On Podcast Network. James, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I repeat, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. It's insane. It's insane. And, uh, the more you say it, the, the the more insane it sounds, I think, versus the other way, right? Like, it's just it, – it's crazy to me. This wasn't – it wasn't supposed to be this season. And Joe Burrow even admitted it after the game. He said, if you would have told me that before the season started, I probably would have laughed at you. I thought you were crazy, which I've said a lot this week, um, you, you know, about this team making the run that they made. But, man, they uh, – like, here's the thing. I didn't – I never thought it was over. Like, I never thought today, like, they were completely out of it ever. There was never a moment. Even 21-3, I thought they were on the ropes. I thought they were on the brink. I didn't think it was over. And they didn't either. And they're just different. I mean, that's it. I mean, they're different in every phase. And uh, I'm so damn excited for all the fans. There were probably, Jake, afterwards, after the game, uh, you have the trophy presentation and Joe Burrow's talking. And I went down to the field. It's the first thing I did. I was like, all right, I'm going down to the field. I'm not even sure if I was supposed to go on the field. Honestly, I don't know if I was. I was like, I'm going down there. So I go down there, and it's crazy. Jamar Chase's dad, Jimmy Chase, it's like, hey, James, smoke them if you got them. Held up a cigar to me. Loved that. Loved uh, all the fans. Uh, one fan, and I've known him for a long time, he's like, James, James. And tears just coming down his face. Shout out to Brian. Um Dude, it's uh, it, it's wild. It, it, it's so wild, and it was so cool to see everybody celebrate. Elizabeth Blackburn hugging uh, C.J. Uzama. Jesse Bates running up and down the sideline uh, with his phone. Um, I, I'm just I'm gonna just recall as many moments as I can right now. Frank Pollock. I walk into the tunnel. Frank Pollock is facetiming. I would imagine his wife, but I don't know who. Someone, and he said, "Don't count us out." And you could tell he was emotional and excited. Um, Von Bell, you know, with his huge game-changing interception in, in overtime, how it flipped field position because they were going to get off the field anyway, but that's huge that he was able to do that, walking around with a, a champagne bottle as he walks into his Zoom to talk to the uh, reporters. I mean, there's just so many awesome scenes. And, uh, yeah, I, I, so Icky Woods celebrating with the team, doing the Icky Shuffle, chance of who day all across. So if you're watching on YouTube, that whole lower bowl, I mean, there were probably, I don't know, 3,000, 4,000 fans down there, probably more. It was all around just orange and black. And, uh, man, it just feels – I feel so damn happy for everybody involved because it's it's been a long time coming. And even uh, even Mike Bray, who's down on the field, 
And uh, I got to see uh, see him for a bit. And he uh, I know he was talking with Bill Cower for a second. Bill Cower congratulated him, which I, I think was uh, was good to see considering the history there. So it was uh, it was good. Awesome stuff. Really cool that you got to see all that in person. I, I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning of that awesome monologue. And, and that's that you never counted the team out. And I, and I was much the same. And, and what occurred to me is I was really close. It was, if they give up a touchdown coming out of halftime, that might be it. Yeah. And they need to steal a possession and they need to start getting stops or, and, or they need to start getting stops because the Chiefs scored touchdowns on their first three possessions and ran out of time on the fourth possession, which ends mm-hmm. up being massive, but they're on the two yard line, right? When the first half ends, maybe the one yard line, it was one yard line. There was play uh, pass interference in the end zone. And so the Chiefs in the first half were pretty much perfect on offense. The Chiefs in the second half were disaster on offense, and you have to credit Lou Anarumo's defense for turning it around. I, I said yeah. all week, James, and I'm happy to be wrong about this, that they're not going to hold the Chiefs to, to three points in the second half again. You're playing with fire. And even watching the game, I thought, man, just, just punting the ball away and trusting your defense, playing with fire. And the defense said, well, oh, well, we're the firemen. No problem, man. I, I live in fire. I can deal with fire. And they answered the call every single time. And, and massive play after massive play, right? You, you got mm-hmm. B.J. Hill tipping the ball up to himself after a little creeper with Trey Hendrickson dropping into the flat or into the curl area causes Mahomes to hesitate a little bit. So credit Lou Anaruma for the call. Credit B.J. Hill for making the play there. Massive play. Right, gets the Bengals right back in the game when, man, things were looking dire. They're kicking field goals. They're punting. And and instead, the defense, man, second-half defense, gives up three points again to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on the last drive of regulation. Incredible, incredible run from that defense in the second half. And maybe Patrick Mahomes didn't play well, but you know who made him not play well in the second half? was Cincinnati Bengals defense and Lou Anarumo pushing the right buttons at the right time. They were really close to me counting them out of it, James, but they did the things that they had to do to stay in the game. And that's why this team is different. You talked about it in your prediction for this game. You said this team is different. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, how can you disagree with that at this point? They're, They're in the Super Bowl. They've beaten the chiefs in arrowhead and, and they've answered every call. And, and they've overcome every obstacle. And here we are headed to L.A. Yeah, I, I think there's one team in in, uh, in championship game history that's rallied from an 18-point deficit to win. And and so now it's two. I, I believe that's right. I might be wrong on that, but it's something like that. It very rarely happens if it happens. And they were they went into, you know, the, the devil's kitchen or whatever you want to say. And they looked up and the thing that you didn't want to do is get off to a 21 to three start where the offense is sputtering. The, the chiefs received the second half kickoff. They're driving downfield. And that's the play. Cause that, that changed everything. The chiefs, they want to get aggressive because field goals don't matter. Even though the Bengals 12 field goals and three playoff games, field goals do matter. They're like, Oh, well, we're not going to settle for three here. We're going to go for it. Five seconds to go in the half and Eli Apple with the tackle. Right. And, and then that to me gives them tackles, Tyreek Hill inbounds, clock runs out. There you go. It's 21, 10 at halftime. It gives them a little confidence, a little momentum on defense that can propel them to 
uh, you know, six straight stops against Patrick Mahomes and company. That's insane. But that's exactly what they did. And even when they gave up the field goal, how gutsy was it, right, um, to, to hold them to just three? It's, uh, it's crazy. And it's all three phases. Honest, I, I was thinking about this. I wrote this at all Bengals. It, all three phases, right? So you got Evan McPherson. He just doesn't miss right now. Uh, Sam Hubbard said he's the, uh, the most clutch kicker in the game or something like that. He, he praised him like crazy afterwards. And why wouldn't you? He's 12 for 12 in the postseason, four for four today, including the 52-yarder. Uh, and then the 31-yarder at the gun. But not just him. Joe Burrow making huge plays to T. Higgins. They had some big runs with Joe Mixon there at the end. All right, so we got the offense. Joe Burrow using his legs. I'm just going to go over And then on defense, it was like eight different guys made plays. Sam Hubbard had two sacks. They had four sacks on Patrick Mahomes. You had the B.J. Hill interception. You had the Von Bell interceptions. Jesse Bates had a, a role in that. All of these things happened. Eli Apple's tackle, like I mentioned, that kind of propelled everything forward. Trey Flowers, his defense on Travis Kelsey to start the third quarter that got them that stop that made it feel like, okay, well, maybe they can stop this offense some. All of these things, and that's why they're different because all it's it's someone else. Someone makes a play. Someone steps up, and that's it's really rare. And you know what? We're used to seeing that in other cities, on other teams. Well, now this is the Bengals, and I know we're not used to – I'm not used to talking about it like this. I'm not used to – doing post-game pods from Arrowhead Stadium after the AFC title game and watching Icky Woods do the Icky Shuffle in front of, in front of probably 8,000 fans after the game. Like, think about that. But, you know, we're in uncharted territory, and I, I think it's uh, I think it's just a, a sign of things that come, but I I, I agree. They're, they're different, and, and they showed that tonight. Great point in your prediction. Great resilience from this team. So much more to talk about in this one. The Bengals headed to the Super Bowl. We'll get back into the game in just a second. I tweeted during the game that the Bengals defense at halftime must have eaten a few Built Bars. I'm more convinced than ever that Built Bars powered that Bengals defense because they were awesome in the second half. They confused Mahomes. They got after Mahomes. And whether they had Built Bars or not, they should. And, and you should, too, because it's the number one protein bar on the planet High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, covered in 100% real chocolate. They're perfect for you. So you need to get to Built.com right now and check out all of their different flavors. There's going to be something you like. Maybe you just want a variety pack. You want to try a few different ones. Maybe you see something you really, really want. Go get it right now, and you're going to save 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get the number one protein bar on the planet because – you're cheering for the number one team in the AFC. You might as well have the number one protein bar on the planet. Built.com, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. 
Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Great stuff. Great stuff. Let's let's start to dive into maybe the way this game went. Because you're right. It got off to a start where people are ready to melt down. People are ready to say, man, this is a Bengals I'm used to. Having yep. some PTSD moments, thinking back to playoff games gone wrong. But there were some things, even from the jump, that were different in this game and, and stayed true throughout the game. One thing that was perplexing <laughs> was the insistence on running the ball on first down the entire mm-hmm. game. But in the second half, yeah. it eventually ends up pay- paying dividends. It shortens the game there at the end of the game and, and led to a, a crazy finish, the crazy finish we had in overtime. Joe Mixon ran the ball really well, helped shorten that field goal for Evan McPherson, who, by the way, you mentioned another 50-yard field goal for him, James. That extends his NFL record for 50-plus yard field goals in a season, including the postseason. Oh, yep. One more to that record, which the NFL Twitter account, after I tweeted it, confirmed, uh, I think, yesterday or two days ago, is in fact an NFL record. So good for Evan McPherson. Still gunning for Vinatieri. Just needs three more field goals. And again, we're hoping for touchdowns, not field goals. But still really close to that record. But uh, what, what I was getting at here was Joe Burrow under pressure in this game was was incredible. He wasn't taking sacks like he did it against Tennessee. Didn't seem like the crowd noise was a factor at all. So whatever the Bengals mm-hmm. did to prepare, there, there's maybe one play where they were late to get out of the huddle. They take a delay of game. But whatever they did to prepare for the noise worked. It went great. And, and Joe Burrow, you know, making Chris Jones miss multiple times in this game after the Bengals continued to have issues of right guard. Akeem Adenergy getting benched at one point for Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen getting benched for Hakeem Adenergy getting Adenergy back in the game. But Burrow, despite all of that, just as he has all year, stays calm, stays collected, and wasn't perfect in this game, but every time answered the call. Every time answered the call when he had the opportunities to make the plays, just kept stepping up and making plays for his team. Yeah, I I, I can't remember if I mentioned on Lockdown Bengals or not, um, but – I, I going into this game, I was thinking about the the Alabama game. Did I mention that the LSU Alabama game at all? We From, we talked about the college football winner go home games a little bit. I can't remember if it was that specific. I went back and watched it, like watched Burrow, and he that offensive line wasn't great. I think people forget that it wasn't, and, and he was sliding and stepping up in the pocket, but he was running a decent amount. And I was thinking, and, and, and you, you look back at that Week 17 game, and he's making plays off script and stuff. I'm like, man, he's going to have to make plays with his feet. And I think the Bengals felt that way too. Zach Taylor joked that uh, that Joe Burrow joked uh, that he was going to run for 100 yards in the game, but but he didn't. No, and he didn't do that. But he ran for four first downs. The one was a quarterback sneak, but three big first downs, and it, it felt like all of them matter. You had the one where it was just insane. He he evades the sack. Then he high steps to avoid getting tripped, and then he runs for the first. That it's just nuts. And um, yeah, he's just a playmaker. And uh, th- those are the type of plays that make all the difference in these type of games. And as far as the communication goes, I, I agree with you. And I, I again, I-, I think that going to Nissan Stadium was such a perfect warm up, tune up, whatever you needed 
to get rid of all of those issues, at least most of them. There's always going to be an issue here or there when you're on the road, but it wasn't much. You're right. And, and they couldn't afford that because they weren't playing well enough on offense to shoot themselves in the foot, uh, like with penalties and, and things like that. And it, it, they, uh, they did a pretty good job of avoiding it. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, it stems back to the Nissan Stadium experience for sure. Yeah, and, and on TV, and it probably wasn't. This, this probably is not the case. On TV, Nissan Stadium sounded louder. You were at both games, James, and, and I know different acoustics and everything. You're way up high there in Arrowhead. Did, did you get a feel for that at all today? Yeah, it got really, really loud. Um, it felt louder in Nissan Stadium because we were, like, much closer, right? We're right. so high here. Uh, in Nissan Stadium, there's fans above you and right. to your sides and below you. So it's just natural, you know, it, it would have, to me, this environment, this atmosphere, it, it was, uh, it, it was better. And, and I think it would have been crazy loud. And like, that's the thing, man, just driving in chiefs tailgating is different, dude. Like I was like, Holy sh-. Like you're driving in and you have to go through all the tailgates to park. Yeah. Media, it doesn't matter. You go And it was just tailgate. On t- I'm, I'm here five hours before the game. It was packed. It took me 25 minutes to park, I think, 30 minutes. And um, th- there was a traffic jam. So what? When did the game end? It's like 721 right now, my time. So 821 Eastern time. And uh, there was traffic outside of Arrowhead up until like 20 minutes ago. Like that's how long it takes people to get out. So this place was packed. It was crazy. And uh, the fact that they were able to, to withstand that, I think, uh, is a testament to one, Joe, of course, but Zach Taylor in this team learning because they're still young on offense, learning from what happened last week and getting better. Young on offense, unfazed, you know, the the benefits of youth. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know to be uh, afraid of something. Maybe they should or shouldn't be afraid of. No fear, no fear from that group. And on defense veteran. And and I think that that shows up in a big spot in the second half. Uh, A, Credit to the Bengals again, just just for the preparation this week to deal with the crowd noise. Didn't see those issues this week. I thought they, early in the game, I thought Kansas City's approach, I thought they took some things from Tennessee. I thought they took, you know, the, the, the creepers and the simulated pressures. And I thought the Bengals' offensive line dealt with it really well. I thought Joe Burrow dealt with it really well. And so whatever it was, communication on the offensive line was much better in this game. Uh Going back to something I said earlier, first downs, 18 first down runs in this game, 11 first down passes in this game. But get this, on on first downs that started with the run, they got a first down 78% of the time after running it on first down, just 63% of the time after passing it on first down. So despite, as some people on Twitter were saying, burning first down, just just playing with two downs, essentially, because there's so many second and nines in this game. When they started with the run, they were converting a lot, and, and that's correlation, not causation, obviously. That's a huge credit to Joe Burrow in this passing game in a lot of cases. But I, I just thought that was interesting, you know, mm-hmm. that for, for all of the concern over the first down runs, they ended up getting more first downs after first down runs and after first down passes. So that was really interesting. Other stat real quick is, Patrick Mahomes, sometime around halftime, I think just before halftime, was at over one 
EPA per play, which is insane. Getting over one expected point added per play is unheard of stuff. Would be like probably record breaking. Finish the game with negative EPA per play in passing. That just gives you an idea of how how different the second half was for Patrick Mahomes and, and for the Bengals defense. Yeah, they uh, they were insane. They were insane. It, and it's the biggest surprise of the season. Everyone yeah. knew Joe Burrow was good. Everyone knew Jamar Chase, at least you should have known, Jamar Chase was going to be really, really good. And T. Higgins and Joe Mixon and that the offensive line was going to be suspect. And, you know, even Zach Taylor being this coach, like, you know, leading them to the Super Bowl, I don't know if that's a bigger surprise than the, the defense because the defense is carrying them at times. And I just – I never would have expected that coming into the year. They won them the Tennessee game. It's a huge reason why they were able to dig out of that deficit today and win. Like, they were the better unit than the offense, at, at least after the first three drives when they gave up back-to-back-to-back touchdowns. And then they – you know, everything changed. Everything tilted. And, and Lou Anarumo, if there's a coordinator of the year award – there is. Give that man – give that – is there? Well, yeah, yeah, there is. That's right, there is. Yeah, Give that man coordinator of the damn year because it seems like they adjust. They like, He's he's done a great job, and I, I think he would uh, he would deserve it. Certainly most improved coordinator of the year, right? So do, give them both, most improved and coordinator of the year. For, from first half to second half, most improved coordinator of the year, just in this game, on this game yeah. alone. Uh, more to talk about in this one. Of course, the, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I can't – Stop saying that. That's so cool. Super Bowl. We'll get back into it in just a minute. But first, I have to tell you about Get Upside because, well, let's be honest. Some of you might be driving out to L.A., driving out there. And, well, that's going to take a lot of gas. And you can save money every time you fill up at the pump, whether you're driving out to L.A. or driving home from Kansas City like I am with the Get Upside app. You can download it for free in the App Store or Google Play and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. That's free money that you can use on Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, don't pay full price at the pump. Get get Upside, use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you're going to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank cash back. Again, Get Upside, promo code TOUCHDOWN, to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. The promo code touchdown. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, one of my favorite tidbits going into this game was Joe Burrow as a three-plus point underdog. He won every game when he was a three-plus point underdog this year. And... uh, I guess that trend held up. They they beat the yeah. Chiefs, make which makes them the this the, the the fourth time that the Bengals have beaten a team twice this year. They they overcome seven point seven and a half point in some books. I think odds to just win straight up. They they get to the Super Bowl. Like what were the odds preseason for Bengals win AFC? Like plus eight thousand. 
or plus 5,000, sure. something yeah. nuts. Some people are cashing some big tickets that had faith in the bank, like the, the Bengals fans out there. And if you're one of them, please say something in the comments on YouTube or tweet at us on Twitter. If you're one of the tweet Bengals, us, yeah. that, that Bengals fans that had the Bengals going to the Super Bowl in the preseason, I want to see how, how big those wagers were. I want to, I want to know who put like 10 G's on, on the Bengals to, to go to the Super Bowl this year. And is just absolutely rolling in some casinos money right now. That, that's well, what I want to know because good, good for them. And, and that's just, just going back to the preseason and what you said at the beginning about Joe Burrow over and, and what he thought in the preseason, talk about exceeding expectations. Just my, my internal feeling is the Paul Rudd, look at us, gif, gif, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. look at us. Who would have thought? Look at Not us. me. We're, we're, we're going to have to get some hot wings in LA mm-hmm. and, and reenact that moment, James. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great moment, wild, insane, and uh, we do need to reenact that in LA. Hopefully, you, did you book your flight? By the way, I booked my flight. My flight is booked, so I'll see all the Bengals fans out in LA. Uh, it will be a lot of fun, and um, I'm excited. I, I'm trying to think of other like post game moments that were like really, really cool. Um, you know, the family was hugging a lot. You know, they were celebrating and stuff. I think that's really cool for them. They take a lot of heat. And they've spent a lot of money on this team to, to get them to this point. Great and, moment uh, for Mike Brown. Yeah. Mike Brown and the family. Sure. Great moment for them. 33 years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. And so th- that's certainly something I'm, but uh, you know, I, I feel good about for how the, the Bengals workers I know, and I'm not going to start naming them because if I do, I'm going to forget somebody, but they know who they are. And it, it, you know how excited it is the, the coaching staff, when people like me, again, think about it. Lou, people were calling for Lou's head. I was above that. I was saying Zach's head last year. Like, it's it's crazy the turnaround. And um, look, and, and I, I still think they're growing. Like, that's that's the fun part is they're this good and they're this different. And they're still it, – it's not like Joe Burrow's his best yet. Yeah. Or Jamar Chase is his best yet. Smoke, if it, smoke him if you got him, Jimmy. But it, it's uh, – th- th- that's the fun part about this too. And uh, – doesn't have to end. As we record this, we don't know who they're going to play, but San Francisco, uh, you know, 49ers or the Rams. I know the 49ers have the lead as of uh, last I checked. Yeah, they have the lead 10-7 as of now. I like that matchup, if that's the matchup, and we have plenty of time to talk about that. But uh, it's wild, Jake. Like, if you would have told me at any point this year that we would be here, at any of the points, even after the, the first Chiefs game, did I think they could go on a run? Sure. Did I expect them to beat the Raiders? Yeah. Did I think they could beat the Titans? And did I, did I pick them to beat the Titans? Yeah. But even today, like it wouldn't have shocked me if the Chiefs won. Wouldn't have shocked me. I picked the Bengals, but it wouldn't have shocked me. And they, uh, this team, man, different. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the resilience, right? They've done it throughout the year, too, which mm-hmm. I, I guess at this point it shouldn't surprise us, but we're so, you know, we're so scarred by <laughs> Bengals teams past that, that, you know, when, when the first half goes the way it is, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm used to. I think people were taking victory laps in the first half, too. I, I would love to go back on Twitter and get a snapshot of what people were saying at halftime. Maybe before Andy Reid left points on the field and, and <laughs> what people are saying at the end of the game. I, I do think that, you know, I, I don't know that there's much like diminishing this accomplishment 
for the Bengals. I've seen some people say, you know, Patrick Mahomes was really bad in the second half, but th- there's a reason that that he wasn't good in the second half. And so I, I really think there's there's no minimizing this. There's no diminishing this accomplishment. And and James, to your point about this being potentially the beginning, that's what I said on Unlocked on, on NFL too. It's when you draft Joe Burrow and he does what no other first overall pick has done and gets his team with those expectations on his shoulders through winning their first road playoff game, winning three playoff games for a team that hasn't won a playoff game in, in 30 years. For him to do that, that plants the seed of hope for that dynasty. People mm-hmm. were ready to talk about, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's retiring, and who knows what's officially happening there, I guess. But, uh, you know, nobody's going to stand in the way of Patrick Mahomes. Or it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and we'll see if Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert can get into the conversation. Well, Patrick Mahomes just lost to Joe Burrow twice this year. He mm-hmm. gets to look for revenge next year. But until then, he gets to watch the Super Bowl from the couch. The, the Super Bowl, James. How many times yeah. do I have to say it? The Super Bowl yeah. is where the, the Cincinnati Bengals are playing next. And Joe Burrow continues to win on the biggest stages. And, and how, how can you doubt the guy at this point, man? I, I just don't know how you do it. With all the adversity on the offensive line and tearing up his knee last year, for him to do this at this stage in his career, just incredible stuff. I, I joked with him after after uh, the game, and I was like, man, all of Cincinnati is going to have JV9 necklaces now <laughs> and diamond pendants. Like, everybody's going to have them now, and uh, I, I think they might. And he said it was his favorite pregame outfit, but not many people can pull that off, and this dude can. It's wild. It's wild the stuff he pulls off. He, he pulls off these glasses that I don't even think they look good, and yet half the damn city is wearing them um and that's good for him i'm not knocking him but like it's just hilarious like he can just he's got that swag to him he's got something to him and um i, I said it last week again on whatever one of these video one of these platforms it might have been right here on this someone told me inside the organization that there's no tenseness going into big games no one clenches no one's tight no one's and I think that starts with Burrow. And in the yep. past, it wasn't that way. It was tight. Andy's different. Like, it's just, it's a different vibe if you talk to anyone there than it was when they were going into big games when they were last good. And I think it's because of Burrow. So when you look at it, like the big picture, where does he fall under this? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to say he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but he thinks he's better. And he beat Patrick Mahomes twice including in the AFC title game with the Super Bowl on the line when he was down 18 and there were 70,000 people going against him. And he's like, all right, we'll find a way. Oh, and his number one receiver was being doubled all game and they were clouding him all game and trying to take him away and grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. And they still fight and they find a way. And you're right with the offensive line being what it was with uh, people wondering why the hell they're running so many times on first day, all of that. And he just, they don't get phased. They don't get un, undone. They don't uh, get so frustrated. I mean, it would be easy to slam your helmet down 21-3, you know, when you're punting and you're giving them the ball back or anything like that. Nope, they just keep digging. And I, I do. I think it starts with Joe Burrow. And like I said, maybe uh, 
maybe the whole city of Cincinnati or just Bengals fans across the country are going to have that JB9 necklace. He was like, oh, you like that? He was like, of course you like that. By the way, the diamonds are real. He confirmed yeah. that. He said he makes too much money to uh, to, to have a, a fake diamond. So real diamonds there. Great quote. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. And uh, I do think that you're right. There, there's something about this team that is different. You can see it pregame, the, the, the video of Joe Burrow on the bench talking to T. Higgins, talking to Jamar Chase. And, you know, you got to credit Zach Taylor for it too. Joe Burrow, big part of this, absolutely. Zach Taylor's, to for, for whatever you fault him for, whether you're sitting at home right now and you're thinking, man, I hope they don't run it on first down too much in the playoffs, or you're thinking, Zach Taylor really should have been coach of the year. Whichever side of that extreme, you're, you're on. If you're listening to this podcast, you got to give him some credit. The guy's mm-hmm. created a culture and is part of this thing that is working. And and he went from having the the best odds, the favorite to be fired first in the preseason, from coaching a senior bowl two years ago to qualifying to do it again last year due to other coaching changes to a Super Bowl. And with Joe Burrow's help, with Lou Anarumo's help, with Brian Callahan's help, with all these players that are stepping up, with these stars that started making plays in the second half, hard to say they don't deserve it. We've got a lot of Super Bowl coverage coming your way. You're going to want to stay here. Make sure you hit that bell, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, whatever it is because we're going to have you covered throughout the buildup to the Super Bowl. And of course, afterwards, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime on an Evan McPherson field goal to advance to the Super Bowl. Until next time, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.